by Riverside. Welcome to Garage Takes. Happy to have you join us tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening to us. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review. It's the best way to support the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. If you're first time joining us, welcome. We are uh, in the thick of football season. Like it's getting, it's getting serious. It's getting real now. Um, Michigan nine and zero. Brant, I want to. Well, first of all, welcome you. How are you tonight? Doing good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I want to. I want to just give a before we get into Michigan and the Lions and a little bit of uh, Michigan Michigan State basketball. Not too much of that uh, right now, but preview the uh, the season as that's underway. I just gotta get. I gotta give some props to somebody very special to me, Brant. So, you and I, we we have our our drives home from work, which is kind of how this podcast started, right? Where we're like call, and we both have long drives of, ahead of us, and we talk sports, and it's just refreshing. It's decompressing. It is it's just what we do, and it led to doing this as a hobby, but. If anyone who's listened to the show religiously, they know that my grandma Sally is a huge supporter of the podcast, and she's just the best. So, Brant, I'm talking with my grandma Sally this week, and she starts telling me how we're talking Michigan football as always. She's talking about Michigan and when they play Ohio State and hoping that they can beat them again this year. We got to watch it together last year, which was awesome when they won at the big house. But it was just so cool, man. So I'm literally talking to my grandma and she's talking about how the Michigan Rutgers game was on Big Ten Network and she didn't get the channel. She was kind of frustrated about that. But then she starts telling me about the Georgia and Tennessee game and like how good Georgia looked and I just had to stop for a second and think, like, man, when I am in my 90s, I hope I'm as cool as my grandma Sally. So that is just a special shout-out to my grandma because she is just sharp as a tech and is just a, a follower of the of the show, but just knowledgeable, too, about sports. So um, I think that's where I get it from. So I just wanted to shout you out, grandma. Um, but Brant... I want to shift in to Michigan, but really just the overall picture of the college football playoff right now. And I want to, it was an exciting weekend. Like Michigan, yeah, they beat Rutgers. Woohoo. It was very scary in the first half, very concerning. And then they won 52 to 17. Like I, we can talk a little bit of Michigan football, but I think what really people care about at this point of the season is the college football playoff. And you had a couple of big dominoes fall. You had Alabama. They are for sure on the outside, not even looking in at this point. They take a second loss to LSU at home. 
I think we both might have actually called that, by the way, on the uh, the last the last podcast. And then Georgia takes down Tennessee. Notre Dame takes down Clemson. What else am I missing? Was that it? Were those the three big ones? Yeah, and then TCU survived. Like they were in a ball game with Texas Tech, though, mid yeah. mid fourth quarter, and uh, they kind of got got away there just at the end of the game. So, so yeah, just a really exciting weekend overall. And if you didn't enjoy that, you didn't enjoy college football. Like, you just don't like college football. So, yeah, just awesome games all around. Right. That that was, like, the best slate of college football of the, of the year so far. Like, I don't think that – any question about it. Yeah, and I would say the upset of the weekend might have been actually Sparty taking down Illinois. I mean, when you talk about Big Ten just all together and stuff like that, like what a bounce back game after everything that happened against Michigan. I think that was the most maybe surprising result of the weekend for me. I thought they would get curb stomped there. So many people out, uh, so many players that couldn't play in that game, and they they go out there and do their thing, and, and a big win for Mel Tucker's program, really. Yeah, they, they needed that for sure, I think. It's wins like that that will help salvage a, a very disappointing season for them, and they they needed it. And so, yeah that that was definitely a, that was definitely a big win. And Michigan, you know, they, they host Nebraska this weekend, and then they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to play Illinois, and then uh, they travel to Columbus, you know, for the for the game of the year. So we're dwindling down and Brant, I want to know so the the college football ranking the college football playoff rankings came out Tuesday night this week and you have Georgia at number 1 I don't think anybody can can argue that right mm-hmm. um and then you had and not that this matters like the 2 verse 3 thing like really in the grand scheme of things <laughs> Two verse three or three verse two is really depending on what, like what color jerseys you're going to wear, like who gets to u- wear what uniforms. Um, but Ohio State's at number two, Michigan at number three, TCU at number four. And Brant, were you surprised by that? Did you think so? For those who don't know, Ohio State struggled mightily against Northwestern. The worst team in the Big Ten, one win Northwestern, and we know that it was a little windy for C.J. Stroud, and uh, conditions weren't perfect. They couldn't throw the ball, but whatever. They looked terrible, and they were lucky that Pat Fitzgerald was just hell bent on running the Wildcat, and it, it just—they literally—they could have won that game. But Brant, did you feel like? I guess twofold question: A, were you surprised? And B, do you think the committee got it right? A, I am not surprised, Dave. Um, I think actually, so my A and B go together. So, uh, no, I wasn't surprised. And B, I think they got it right. I don't think that you can have Michigan jump from five to two uh, just because Ohio State in one week, just a small segment, um, you know, one data point. Right, we have nine data points, and on the ninth data point, they did struggle. Uh, Michigan was losing by three at half. I mean, you can kind of semantics, right? Like, it gets pretty close there, um, and and I don't think that they could have jumped Michigan from five to two. So I'm okay with that. The other thing I'm also okay with is that would have probably put a pretty hefty chip on Ohio State's shoulder, which I don't want them to have as well. Um, 
getting disrespected like that. Like, I think they took a look at Michigan, and you saw it last week, Dave, in the first CFP ranking. They put Michigan behind Clemson. So they already kind of disrespected them in my eyes. Uh, I guess you could say Clemson had a little tougher schedule in the ACC, but to me, once again, back to semantics. It's kind of like, do you really think that's like Syracuse, Wake Forest, NC State are really better than the likes of maybe Penn State, Michigan State? Um you know, a couple other teams that Michigan has played in the Big Ten, Iowa perhaps. Um, so so when you look at it, Dave, it's just kind of two versus three. Like you said, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but it's just a little extra motivation I wouldn't want Ohio State to have to say, hey, look, at even the media is disrespecting us. The CFP committee, they don't respect us. So I kind of like that that kind of plays into Michigan's favor a little bit to me. Uh, what did you think, Dave? I'm in full agreement with you. A, was not surprised at all, and B, I think that the committee got it right, too. I mean, I'm giving Ohio State a hard time just because if you've read anything anywhere on social media, Ohio State fans, uh, coaches, you name it, have definitely had the excuses of the weather and how difficult the conditions were, and it's like, it just annoys me because, like, come on, welcome to the Big Ten in November. Like, I... This was not like Hurricane Katrina or something that they were playing in. Um, suck it up, play big boy ball, don't make excuses, and move on. But I, I don't think that I don't think that Michigan deserved to jump them. I think that the strength of schedule argument is fair against Michigan. It is. I don't think Ohio State has a much better argument. To be quite honest, I mean, I that it just. I don't think that it's much better, but it's better than Michigan's, and that's fine. I don't care. I'm with you, Brant. Like, I don't want – that would have been an unnecessary jump for Michigan for two teams that both won their games, and Michigan struggling in the first half against Rutgers, and, yeah, the second half looked like how we thought the whole game would look, but I'm not – I don't care about that, and actually I prefer it because I don't need the uh, the disrespect chip on Ohio State's shoulder going into Columbus at all. I, I don't want that at all. I want Michigan to be disrespected by having Clemson ranked over them. Like I give me that all all day. And maybe that's not it wasn't disrespect, but I just felt from watching enough Clemson, like just enough Clemson this year, and obviously all of Michigan. I never thought Clemson was any good. I think we both picked Notre Dame to win that game. We I think we both said Notre Dame money line. Yeah, I think so, we did, Dave. So, so I, you know, I don't know. Um, It's going to get very interesting, Brant, um, over the next few weeks. I mean, TCU, for example, this weekend, they got Texas, and they got to travel to Austin, right? Yeah, they go to Austin for a night game, uh, which will be very tough. And I I think the committee got that right, uh, putting them at four. Uh, followed by Tennessee and then Oregon. And I think that's what you're going to see the CFP play out with, Dave, is you're going to see Oregon going to have to have some teams lose because of the early loss to Georgia and the way that they lost that game. They're going to need some teams to fall by the wayside. But I think it's pretty clear for Tennessee right now, you win and you're in. I think they are going to get the golden ticket this year as far as as long as you take care of your business, you're going to be there at the end as a non-conference champion. And, uh, you know, that's that's just the way that it's going to break out this year. And I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, Dave. I, I really don't. I, I don't see how you can really penalize Tennessee for going on the road to Georgia, clearly the number one team in the nation, and losing. I mean, they only lost by 14 or whatever it was. And I don't have a problem with them uh, getting into the CFP as long as they take care of their business and, and don't win their conference championship. 
So wh- what if – I guess let me ask you, do you think a Pac-12 one-loss team is going to make it into the college football playoff? Yeah, I, I do, and I, I think that's where I, – I texted you earlier this week, Dave, and I had just said um, something about one-loss Michigan, one-loss Ohio State, you know, just about the season in general. And I guess my main sentiment was – there's a lot of things that are going to happen between now and that final Sunday, Dave. And one of those things could be a one loss Pac-12 team. And dang it, to me, they deserve it, man. Like, I think that Pac-12 is good enough this year. I think the Big 12 is is probably just a step behind. Um, the ACC, no way. Do not put a one loss Clemson in there, please. I do not think they've earned it, especially with a loss to Notre Dame and who their loss is to. Um but I'm, I would be very okay if, if Oregon won out, won the Pac-12. That would mean they have uh, beaten USC. They would have beaten Utah. They would have beaten UCLA. And uh, their one loss would be to Georgia. It's a strong resume. It, it really yeah, is. Yeah, a and strong I mean, resume. Don't discount USC right now either because they could do the flip of Oregon. They could run through the whole thing and, and do that as well. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all breaks out. Now, if you get the two lost Pac-12 team, Dave, now you're looking at maybe Michigan or Ohio State. The loser of that game can punch their ticket. Um, you know, and what I was trying to get at earlier to you, uh, we won't go into right now because we probably won't have time for it tonight, uh, which is okay. But I will just say I'm really looking forward to that Ohio State-Michigan game and, and seeing what happens with the loser and if they're on the outside and what that means for, for the season in general. Okay. Any any other thoughts on the uh, college football playoff, where things stand? What about Mi- Michigan? So I, I just want to talk about this point for just a second, Brant. Their first half, their first halves this year, they concern you at all? Yeah, I think they're it's slow the op- starts. I think I think it's the offensive play calling, Dave. Really, I, they they don't seem to have traction. Uh, with what they want to do. It's, it's like they want to come out and establish the run. Um, but but then they then they, they come out with that pass for the 35-yard pass, the first play of the game, which was awesome to see. And then did you see it again, really? Like, you know what I mean? It's nope. like, nope. hey, we caught him by surprise on the first play of the game. Now we're going to go into shell mode and do exactly what we do. Um, and then in the second half, you started seeing those passes from J.J. McCarthy to Donovan Edwards, and it kind of opened up that defense, and all of a sudden we were running down their throats. It just bothers me that we we just don't stick with the pass game when the pass game seems to be working in first halves. We seem to want to just run, 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 and I totally get it, but teams are selling out to stop the run in these first halves. And, and you know, I know the first thing that Michigan fans are going to say and the Michigan media is going to say is, we're wearing them down. We got them right where we want them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be able to do that against Georgia. If you can do it against Ohio State, great. But I know it won't work against Georgia. I watched Oregon we play. We saw it not work against Georgia last <laughs> yeah. year. We saw how do, that played out. Do we need to see it again? I don't think so. But I think maybe Georgia and a couple other teams uh, right now, it won't work against. Uh, so you're going to have to continually try to do different stuff. And right now, Dave – I'm about 75% sold on our offensive play calling right now. I'm not 100% in on it. Are you? No, not at all. Because Are you I, even 75%? I, I, think, I guess I should ask. Uh, yeah, I'm probably 70%. I would yeah, go right like below that. Number. Just because, I mean, 
that is like it's obviously working. They're nine and zero. Like for who their opponents have been, it's worked. It is you know even against a good team like Penn State, it did work. Um, it might work against Ohio State in a in a weird way. And I think I said this maybe last week was in a weird way. This might be the recipe to beat Ohio State. Like in the right the right conditions and the right. I'm just thinking of like the game last year. Like that it might be the 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 right recipe. I just but I don't know that for sure, and I think my continued, I don't want to say frustration, but like kind of frustration is how is J.J. ever, like I've heard people say, you know, criticize him on not like just being like a six inches off on these deep throws right now and just not connecting on him. But you know how you get better at those? Practicing. Keep throwing them. Yeah, and keep throwing Game situations are the only thing that you can replicate that in, right, Dave? Like in practice, it's one thing, but yes. like in the game situations, you have to continue to throw them. You, you have you, to, you have to, and and you can't, you can't expect to flip the switch in Columbus or flip the switch in the college football playoff and have JJ start connecting on sixty-yard bombs down the field. It's just not going to happen. And I get it. Some of this is on JJ. Uh, he he needs to connect. He needs to be better. I'm not giving him an out here. I just think that, to your point, Brant, they opened up the game with a beautiful 35-yard connection, and we never saw it. We, we never saw it again. Um, I mean, it's it's like Brant how I felt about the Pistons last night, and yeah. I'm not going to talk about the Pistons any <laughs> anytime else. Jaden Ivey goes off in the first half, and what does Dwayne Casey do? Doesn't play him in the third quarter right. really. And then brings him in with like six minutes left in the fourth and he can't get in a rhythm. And it's like, that is what's happening with, with J.J. It's like, he seems to kind of start decently stronger, like with a nice pass like that, where they almost make you think each week, like, oh, this might be the, the week they sling the rock. Well, you you should have done that against Rutgers. You knew Rutgers yeah. had a pretty good run defense. And, I mean, you know you have one of the best rush offenses in the country. Obviously, that worked. But... Why not use a game like Rutgers to tune some of that stuff up? Yeah, David, I'm glad you brought so, that up. Just, I know you want to close this point up, and that's fine. But I, I just, I'm glad you brought that up because people that are going to watch us play Nebraska this weekend and think there, there's nothing to look for, there's a lot to look for because the blocked punt, Dave. Do that against Ohio State and see how south that game goes quick, quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know what I mean? Like you let that happen, and then all of a sudden yep. they're tied up seven. You know, they got a chance to score points in bunches, and that's just something you can't have against them. You want to talk about the missed connection with Andrew Anthony. That cannot happen in Columbus. DJ Turner, you cannot get mossed against, uh, you know, Ohio State in Columbus. Those are just things that can't happen. And so, and the illegal formations, you know, that, that brought back the first rushing touchdown. Just stupid stuff where we're not on the same page or we're not aligned correctly. I mean, that's stuff that you have to get cleaned up against the likes of a Nebraska to go into Columbus and be clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I agree. Even against Illinois. Like, I know Michigan State just went in and beat Illinois. I'm not scared of Illinois. But you got to play a clean game against them. That's, that's going to be a really good way if you do that game right and you get a big win there a convincing win mistake free football should be a good way to head into Columbus that that following week um all right Brant so and let sorry last point on that you mentioned Nebraska this this weekend anything I mean I feel like we say the same thing literally every week is there anything else that you want to see 
or you're hoping to tune into Saturday at 3.30 to uh, see from this Michigan team. You hit it on the clean game. Dave, I'm going to go a little bit hands-off this weekend. I just want to see a good, clean like performance. Like I don't want to see the block punts. I don't want to see our DBs getting out-jumped on jump balls. I want to see us just tighten everything up a little bit. I'd like to see a little better offensive play calling, but I'm not going to be up in arms about just about anything. At this point, I just want to get unscathed into Columbus, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm with you, and I'm I'm excited because I'll actually be at that game. Got some nice box seats, uh, cur- courtesy of one of Kate's family members. Thanks, Rich. Um, we're taking a... Taking my wife down to uh, to Ann Arbor, having a little little date, little tailgate, and gonna have a, a fun afternoon. So I am I am looking forward to that, and hopefully Michigan looks pretty good and doesn't come out flat like they have recently. So, all right, Brant, the Lions, they got a W, they got a W. What would you make of that game, Brant, against the Did- Packers? Dave, I do have a question for you that I want to that I want to ask you at the end of this, but I will just say they showed a lot of heart, a lot of grit. Dave, there's that word. That's the buzzword, grit. I saw it from the Lions this weekend. I definitely love the defensive effort. Man, when you watch that fumble go out of bounds and you're like, "Oh my god, all he's got to do is hang on to it." And it's just like, are the Lions really going to lose because they couldn't grab that fumble for real? It just felt like such a Lions thing to do. Um, but no, they were able to make the stop when they and, and I'm kind of glad it went down like this because they gave Aaron Rodgers the one last chance and then they made the stop. It was just awesome to see and especially against Aaron Crybaby Rodgers. Like let's just get it done against him. That was cool to see. Um, the team now feels like okay, they have a little bit of momentum. And this is where my question for you Dave is what would make you satisfied with Dan Campbell this year? Well, especially coming off that performance, what does he need to do in the next few weeks? Let's say Thanksgiving or post Thanksgiving. What can he do to make you believe? Um, as you're asking me that question, I'm bringing up their remaining schedule here. Um, I know so Bears, I, Giants, Bear, Bills, Bears, Giants, Bills on Thanksgiving. Yikes! Um, Jags. Vikings, Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. All right, let's let me Dave, that, hold on. Let me just let me just bite this real quick off for you. Let's just take the All right, let's just take the Bears, the Giants, the Bills minus Josh Allen, maybe, maybe. We don't know for sure, but let's say let's say mm-hmm. they are minus Josh Allen and then we'll say the Jaguars. What does he need to do in those four games to make you believe? Like what's a what's the minimum record you would need to be like, "Okay, this season wasn't as bad as maybe we thought. Bears, Giants, Bills, Jags. I I I, I think that I know this. Uh, th- this is a weak take. You got to win one of those games. Oh my goodness, I, that is that's just that, that's as weak as it gets. My okay, dude, turn that, your mic off. Turn your mic off. No, I'm telling you, dude. Can we just be realistic? Like they win one game, fifteen to nine against a god awful Packers team, and here we are. What do you want me to say? Go well, two I, and two. No, no. Brand. The question was make the you Bears. Believe. Yeah, make 
I already don't believe. So okay, so, no, so okay. you're done. Okay, May- I can I I can see that then. I'm done. I, I'm okay. I, I was done at the beginning of October. I'm yeah. okay with that then. I, I, I can. There, I'm good because Brand and I, I'm gonna explain that. I think I said this back when they were one and three or one and four. I don't remember when I said I'm done on this season with them. Is this is in terms of believing in Dan Campbell? I I'd love to see them be gritty and I'd love to see them be in games and not have bad coaching mistakes that cost them games. As long as they are close and their players are getting better each week, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson gets better. Maybe see a glimpse of Jamison Williams in December. He looks good. Kirby Joseph looks like a great pick. Josh Pascal looks like a good pick. Like if those guys can keep taking steps forward and they lose. I don't care at this point because the season's over. So, like, I really don't care what they win or what they lose. But don't get curb stomped. Be in games. Be gritty. That's what I want to see because the, the reality is, and I think I, I said this a month ago, I feel like what will happen on a team like Dan Campbell's team is they lose these games, which early on a lot of that was due to coaching. The season is over. Um, in my, I mean, maybe somebody else would argue against that, but in my opinion, the season is over, and this is when they're going to win a few meaningless games, in my opinion. And maybe they're not meaningless. Maybe this mean, this every win means something, especially with a young team. You got to learn how to win at some point. But like once again, what what do these wins really account to? What like am I going to be on December twenty fourth? clapping my hands pumped about a win over the Carolina Panthers like no at that point I'm like no I I want to be picking ahead of them because they are going to be in the market for a quarterback as well so Dave I guess I guess my take is you either win three of the next four or four of the next four or you lose the like you go two and two and then you lose the rest of them like I, I guess that would have to be my take like you go three and one or four and oh in the next four and you try to salvage the season, or you go two and two, and you're just done. Like, to me, you're just going to get meaningless wins at that point. Then, Dave, please don't go two and two, and then just decide to win against the Carolina Panthers, for example. And then you're picking fifth. Like that's just what you can't do. It feels, yep. Dave. It kind of feels like it's headed that way, though. It kind of feels like it's headed that way. And I know it's kind of like you're on right now. We're on the roller coaster that's going. Tick, 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 tick. Like it's going up, and you can feel that kind of gut, like the sinking in your gut. That's like, I know this team's gonna win four games, maybe four wins and a tie. Like I don't know, <laughs> it just has that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, who knows, man? I, I know this is a, not a hot take, but I don't care. I don't care at this I know. point. I'm so like with the Lions. Is it's just another frustrating season. I'm more. From a team standpoint, I'm over it. I don't think they should fire Dan Campbell this year. I really don't. Um, I, I don't know what that means for year three. But I also, I just, from an individual player standpoint, I want to see them make progress. I know it's a weak take, but it's just where I'm at with this okay. team. So I know we'll get into uh, some of the spreads and stuff here in a bit. We'll talk that, about that game against the Bears. Uh, but Brant. Shift into your co- your favorite topic. College hoops. Back in action. Michigan, Michigan State. Don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but Brant, initial thoughts on both teams here. And then I'm going to let you roll with this, this little segment. Go ahead. No, I just want to start with my own little soliloquy on uh, 
on college basketball just in general. We did not get the kickoff to the season that I would have liked. Normally they start with the Champions Classic, Dave, you know, where Michigan State will play like Kentucky or uh, Duke or Kansas or whoever the four teams are. They didn't do it because of the uh, the the voting, like the, the governor election or whatever. And so it was kind of like they moved it to next week, which it just it totally like college basketball started and everyone's like, really? Did that start? I only knew because it was on FanDuel. Like it was just kind of a weird start to the uh, to the college basketball season. So moving on from that, Michigan uh, is ranked 22nd coming out. I don't believe Michigan State is ranked currently, um, but Michigan State boasts like the toughest non-conference schedule you'll ever see. Typically, they have one of the toughest. Um, this might be the toughest in the history that they've ever had. I mean, we're talking Gonzaga, Villanova, Kentucky's on that list, um, and that's just to name a few. They they go even a little heavier than that uh, the later that they go. I think Oregon's on that schedule. Um, just like super tough games for a team that is really guard-heavy. Uh, their bigs are unproven. Um, one thing that I do like about them, though, is those three guards, they all can handle the ball. Uh, A.J. Hoggard, he can shoot sometimes. Um, but outside of that, the, the, all three of those guards can, can challenge you from, from distance. And they, they really have, they really have like, they have a good chemistry, Dave. And that's, that's what you're really looking for when you're, when you're talking about guard play. And guard play really wins you a lot of games in March. So I, I'm interested to see how that plays out for them. On the Michigan side, we're talking about a, a young player in Jet Howard, uh, Juwan Howard. Yeah, Dave, you're a big fan, Dave. I know. I know you're keeping your Jet, close eye on him. Jet, Jet is the best player in college basketball. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm joking. I'm, jo- seems... I'm, jo- I'm totally joking, but I'm excited about uh, Jet Howard. He might be the best player on Michigan's team. Uh, he very well could be. Uh, he definitely has NBA talent. There's no doubt about that. It kind of flashes off the screen when you watch him. Um, you know, when you talk about a guy like Hunter Dickinson, a seasoned vet guy, um, you know, he's seven foot. He's going to do what he's going to do. I mean, he had a double-double in, like, the first half the other night uh, against a no-name school, obviously. But but still, I mean, we're talking about a, a guy that led them to the Sweet 16 last year. They got a couple transfers that will make a nice uh, impact on this team. And overall, I would expect Michigan to come in top five in the Big Ten. I would say Michigan State, I would even look for them to be top five in the Big Ten. They might finish fourth and fifth, but I would expect both of them to be in the top five. The Big Ten is wide open this year. There is no dominant team. Maybe Indiana, although they struggled in their first game. Interested to see how that plays out. They got Trace Jackson Davis back. Uh, you know, they have a couple guards that they got back, Xavier Johnson. So it'll be interesting to see how the Big Ten plays out. But as always, Dave, we'll have our eye on it. For sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm uh, – I mean, I, I can't say I've watched any Michigan State yet, but – caught the Michigan games and yeah they'll be exciting to watch frustrating to watch but at least I don't have to watch Caleb Houston shoot the ball and play soft defense and soft offense anymore so I'm very very excited about that at least so uh yeah should be uh nice just to get I mean now we're in full swing man we got college hoops NBA college football NFL I mean this is uh this this is the best. Gotta love it. So, Brant, bring me into the bets here. All right, Dave, we're going to start with the NFL this week. 
Um, we're going to start right where you talked about already. Lions at Bears. Um, Bears favored by three. Mm. Yep. I'm going to take the Lions plus three. The Lions plus three, huh? I'm going to rock with you, Dave. Have you noticed something different about the Bears, though? The Bears have found an offense. Their defense has struggled really bad recently, but the Bears have found an offense. I think that's kind of interesting, Dave. Um, They have found out that, hey, we have Justin Fields. We should let him run the ball maybe a little bit, and it's really panned out for him. Justin Fields is starting to turn a corner, Dave. Look out. Yeah, he is. Ohio State quarterback breaking all the molds. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see. He did initially start at Georgia, so. Oh, okay, so you're gonna give him that. That's actually pretty funny. All right, uh, Cowboys traveling to Green Bay. This might be the death of Green Bay. Can the Cowboys stick a fork in them? Packers getting five at home. I'll take the Cowboys. I the the Packers look. The Packers look dead to me. Um, you cannot have your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, going and talking with Pat McAfee in a public forum and saying <laughs> that there are – like basically outing his young receivers and saying how bad they are and how some of them just don't deserve to be like getting the snaps they are, but they're working through it. Like what quarterback does that? Like Aaron Rodgers does that, and he's just – He's not a leader. He's not. I don't think he ever has been. I think Aaron Rodgers has always been talented. He's not a likable guy. I think if you are not a Packers fan, even if you are a Packers fan, you probably don't really like Aaron Rodgers after all he's put them through. But poor leadership. Um, I, I think this Cowboys defense is gonna is gonna eat on Sunday, and I think Micah Parsons is gonna find his way to Aaron Rodgers a couple of times. And at this point, that O line might just want to let him. I don't know. Dave, let's uh, – okay. So I'm going to go with the pack here. I think that the Cowboys get it done, but I think that the Packers keep it close enough, maybe within a field goal or something. Um, this this is just a spot where I feel like I pick the Cowboys and then all of a sudden they stick a fork in my heart. <laughs> and it's totally don't see it coming or something like that. Dak throws a couple picks, something along those lines. Um, plus, Brant, br- go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I'm going to say, Brant, what do you think about Odell Beckham? Is he coming to Dallas? I think there's a lot of smoke there. I don't think there's actually any fire. It's it's kind of like a Cowboys thing to do, but I just don't think you want to mess with this team chemistry like this right now. Not not with what they have going on. I think I think if it's Stephen Jones's call, I don't think he comes. You? I'm all for it. Okay. I I am. I I think that Dak. I like Dak, but Dak needs all the weapons he can get, and losing Amari Cooper was a lot harder on him in that offense than they were anticipating. It's impacted C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallup is coming off that injury. Um, he's good, and then he's not, and he disappears. I, I think you bring in OBJ, who, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get with him because of coming off a tour ACL. But, man, he seems to have grown up finally and has turned a corner in L.A. last year, got himself a a Super Bowl. I'd take OBJ. I mean, the Cowboys are recruiting him hard. Micah Parsons is going at him. Zeke is going at him. I I just say bring him in. I don't think he's the same toxic guy in the locker room that he used to be. So I'm I'm, I'm for it. Well, Dave, if you can promise me that, then I'll rock with it. But I don't know. Mm. It's questionable to me. Um 
All right, let's go. Second best team in the NFC, Dave. No Josh Allen this weekend. Uh, no, we so don't we, know that. We don't know that yet. He is not playing this weekend. They just ruled him out today. Tonight they, they did? Yeah. He's, oh. They said he's not playing this weekend. They didn't rule him out for like any extended period of time, but they said he wouldn't play this weekend. Uh, so Vikings at Bills. Bills minus three and a half. Brand, I'm I'm not sure that they've ruled, ruled out Josh Allen. Um, okay, but, but minus three and a half. I think it'd be more than that if he wasn't playing. Um, like I don't for know. sure, for sure wasn't playing. But I'll take the Vikings just because. I mean, it sounds like he probably won't, but it doesn't sound as bad as what they initially thought. So that's good too. Okay, he's my dynasty quarterback, dude. I'm not willing to believe <laughs> well, that he's not playing. Well, okay, well, it's just don't one drop, week. don't don't drop news to me live on the podcast that my starting quarterback is like needs <laughs> Tommy Johns or something. No, like, I, I'm no. not dropping that. All I'm saying is he's not going to play this weekend. Like he mm. might come back two weeks from now. Uh, okay. So just, just relax, Dave. It's not <laughs> Thank you, Adam Schefter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Vikings as well. Either way, uh, even if Josh Allen's playing, the Bills have a knack for playing in close games. Like right now, I don't know what it is. Um, so I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab the Vikings with three and a half. Uh, all right, Dave. Michigan, Nebraska. <laughs> have you seen this line? Yeah, I, I'll tell you. I'm gonna take Nebraska because. <laughs> it, wow, that was quick. <laughs> it's almost at like thirty points, isn't it? Thirty and a half. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, no, I, I don't. I mean, maybe if Michigan actually like has a pulse in the first half, but that's a lot of points. That is a lot of points uh, against Nebraska. So, no, I'll take Nebraska plus 30 and a half points. You? Um, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Nebraska as well. I don't know if Casey Thompson's playing in this game. I know he didn't play last week. If he plays – I like Nebraska to lose like by fourteen to twenty one. If he doesn't play, it might get up to twenty eight, but thirty one, that is quite a bit, Dave. So um, I will t- I will take Nebraska to cover that. All right, Dave. Here's an interesting game: Louisville at Clemson. Louisville is on like a four game winning streak. They're playing really good football. Clemson's at home. They're favored by seven. Do they get a bounce back win? Um, I, I'm comfortable with Louisville plus seven. I, I just don't think Clemson is good. Like, I don't. I think Louisville it has been a, a hotter team, and I think Clemson knows right now that they shot themselves in the foot with that loss, and I don't – they might win this game, but, I mean, Brant, look at their games against Syracuse, against Wake Forest, against, like, the, yeah, they won those games – and that's saying something, but still, like, those have been close, close games that they easily could have lost. I think you see the same thing this weekend. Dude, ah, you stole my take. I love this game. I love <laughs> I love Louisville with seven here. Um, I know it's a road game for them, but they have a mobile quarterback. They have a do-it-all quarterback. Um, Clemson, a little, shell, shell, little bit shell-shocked right now. I kind of like uh, Louisville in this spot. Um, okay. Game of the weekend, I would say, TCU at Texas. Texas favored by seven at home against the number four CFP-ranked TCU Horned Frogs. Texas is favored by seven? Uh, yeah. No. I'll take TCU plus seven. That's crazy. 
I mean, I get that it's in Austin. I get that it's Texas. I get that it's Quinn Ewers, the <laughs> mullet man himself. But TCU, put some respect on TCU, man. I think they're if they don't win this game, all right. But it's going to be close. What about you? Dave, what about TCU money line? Plus 210? Yeah, hop on it. <laughs> right? right? I'm going to take TCU as well. Uh, this has the feeling of an overtime game, late in the night type of deal. I'll take TCU uh, with those points, man. Um, yeah, I, I like Qu- that. Qu- question for you, Brant. TCU does lose this weekend. Who slides into that number four slot, assuming Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia all remain the same at one, one, two, and three? Tough to say. I would have to see the results. I really am curious about this Oregon-Washington game this weekend. Uh, Washington's ranked in the top 25 in the CFP right now. If they can blow them out at home, I could see Oregon slip into four over Tennessee right now. I could see that. Uh, and... and uh, I would actually respect it. Um, curious to see what happens. I'll I'll say Tennessee just because I think that's what the CFP committee will do. I think I would slide Oregon into the four spot. How about you? Yeah, I I so I think it, if Oregon wins this this weekend, I think that they do slide into that four spot. And the reason is, I think that if you don't put them there, and Tennessee goes to four. Assuming both those programs win out, Tennessee and Oregon, how are how are you going to then jump Oregon over Tennessee? Is it because they like assuming they win the Pac-12 championship, then they get that jump? I just I struggle with. I think it's easier for the committee to put them at four, and then once if they shoot themselves in the foot, they fall they fall off from there. I don't know. Just my just my thought. I. I I could see them moving them to four if they win this weekend. I think they move Tennessee to four, and then the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, they would move Tennessee to three, and then they would avoid any potential rematch uh, with Georgia. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a good um, point. That's pending good Georgia, point. Georgia wins the SEC championship, which they would be on pins and needles at that point. <laughs> And then maybe they would just justify and move Tennessee back for whatever reason <laughs> to avoid yeah. the 2v3 matchup. Um, you know, I know what the CFP committee's going to want to do. They're going to want to avoid any sort of rematch in the semifinal. They'll deal yep. with it in the national championship, but they want to avoid any sort of semifinal with that. Yep. Yep. Completely, completely agree. That's a good point. So, all right, Brant, let's get on out of here. This is Garage Takes. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you haven't done so already, like, follow, subscribe, leave us a positive review. It goes a long way, and it is the best way to support the podcast. We appreciate you all, and we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Be well. Powered by Riverside. Thank you.